Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Herd main show here at Nerd Herder. I am your Herd leader, John Wayne. And I am your Herd mom, Megan. And we're back at you with another episode. This week, uh, it's almost Christmas, by the way, if you don't know. Uh, but this week, we decided to take it a little lighter. Um, we've had a lot of education and, and, and information-heavy episodes. We kind of just dished on you uh, with info and facts and all kinds of good stuff. Not that the, that's not enjoyable, but we want to give you a balanced diet of uh, podcast. And so we thought we would do something a little more laid back this week. So this week we're laying back and we're going to talk a little bit about, well not a little bit, a lot about, yeah. uh, pretty much everything major that we know that's happening with Star Wars next year. Yeah, if this was a meal, this would be the fiber. Yeah. Um, this is brand. Uh, this is your daily brand muffin. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's uh, the year's almost over, and 2019's around the corner. And with 2019, there's a lot to look forward to in terms of Star Wars. Some of it we've talked a, a bit about before, but kind of what we want to do uh, today is remind ourselves and remind you guys of what's coming uh, with some new information that we have on some things. Uh, but also we want to take time to kind of just take our wildest guess. We just want to sit and just have fun and, you know, with what little or whatever information we have, just come up with what do we think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then it'll be a fun little thing to look back on a year from now and see how much we got wrong. <laughs> um, because I doubt we'll predict anything that'll actually happen because uh, we're crazy nerds and don't work for Lucasfilm. So, um, but yeah, so we just wanted to lay back and have some fun with it. Hopefully you'll enjoy it uh, all the same as our information-heavy uh, and educational-heavy episodes. Uh, and if not, that's cool. That's cool. It's okay. You're not our favorite anymore, but that's cool. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we'll see. So anyway, but yeah, that's our show. Uh, before we get there, of course, we have our news, and we have, I think, a little bit of a interruption from the banking clan. But other than that, uh, I think that's our episode for today. Um, don't forget, though, that you can head over to our Patreon. We have our Christmas giveaway going on right now. Basically, anybody that either follows or supports us on Patreon now... <laughs> Uh, is in the running, and on Friday we'll also be doing a trivia contest on Patreon for um, those that have joined us so that you can get extra entries into the giveaway, get you extra chances. You can also uh, get a chance to win if you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review there. If you listen there, mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and do that. That'd be awesome. If you don't listen there, we would appreciate if you would find us there and leave a review. Um, reviews... Uh, help us out a lot on um, visibility and all that cool stuff, so uh, it'd be a big big help and big support to the show, even if you can't do anything financial. Um, mm. Just letting other people know what you think of us uh, is a great yeah. way to grow the herd and whatnot. And those who um, sign up, well not sign up, those who like us on Patreon get a free ticket away from Krampusnacht. What? No, you will not be visited by Krampus himself. Uh. Uh, okay, <laughs> so apparently, apparently our Patreon is supernatural protection against Krampus for Christmas. All I'm saying is <laughs> that my ancestors gave me the ability to summon Krampus at will. <laughs> You're German. That doesn't give you th that. 
Well, I will say, <laughs> no one that I know that supports us on Patreon has ever been affected by Krampus. Rebecca? She's never been visited by Krampus. I know, me... I know for a fact that Rebecca's never been some... She's never had Krampus on her tail. Exactly. Because she's a good girl. Exactly. So, uh, and also because she uh, supports us on Patreon. So, be like <laughs> Rebecca, be smart, support us on Patreon, and protect your booty from Krampus. He's uh, got a hickory stick, You guys. can never be too careful, guys. Um, <laughs> He'll put you in a satchel and eat you. Okay. <laughs> it's a big satchel. And apparently. Uh, anyway, so yeah. On, I think I think we've properly set up that episode. Just If you need to know more, head over to our Patreon, where we have posts that update and detail all that information. If you don't want to find us on Patreon, yep. go to our Twitter, go to our Facebook, find us there. Any which way, but there's plenty of info on how to get involved in the giveaway. Um, but really, no, it's it. Trust trust me that it's the, as simple as just following us, or if you're awesome enough, supporting us. Both but no both make it happen. Uh, we just we really need to send our cats to college. That that's you know no no big deal. If they can't support the families, we'll probably eject them from the house. You know, no big deal. No I big would deal. never. I would go with them Shh, if you ever tried to do we that. We're, we're not actually going to do it, but they don't need to know that. Anyway. John, the microphone was on the whole time. Uh, <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the microphone. There's a curtain there. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I think that's a proper, I think that's that about does it. So yeah. uh, this has been our show, guys. Hope you, hope you enjoy. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> welcome to, <laughs> welcome to whatever Krampus this madness not. is. Uh, do you, do you have some news for us? I do. Let's have get a, into some news. some news. Let's let's do some news. Oh snap, dog! Oh, I had to put my thumb on the thing again. Oh. Um. So, as we always do, John, let's get started with the data. I mean, let's get started with the gaming data. Yeah. Sure. Not hit data me with from it. Star Trek. Don't actually hit me with it. I'm sensitive, but hit me with it. You are not. I'm not sensitive. Uh, if anything, I'm uncomfortably abrasive. <laughs> it's true. I've kissed your face. <laughs> We're married. It's allowed. Okay, so, Game and News. So, from now until the 27th, heroes, vehicles, and reinforcements cost 25 less battle points in Galactic Assault. Merry Christmas. Um, 25%. Less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... You can earn an extra 50% experience in all of the game modes, John. I don't know why they just didn't do double, but... Merry Christmas! I, I guess they didn't want people earning too much, but... John, Merry Christmas! Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm excited about that. I'm glad for that, because... Happy holiday. I just appreciate it being more than a weekend, because weekends, you know, there's just not enough time for me to get to enjoy their weekend events. And, you know, I maybe get five hours tops, and that's spread out, so... Knowing that from now until pretty much the end of the month, I have time to yeah. uh, get on Battlefront and <clears throat> earn some extra points. Uh, and knowing that it costs less to get... So it's going to be pretty good. I prefer that they discount what it, what already is available in Galactic Assault versus being like, hey, have extra heroes and all this other... Because it just yeah. gets to be utter madness. So I, I, think, I think this is a good time to be playing Battlefront, for sure. Just in time for Kwanzaa. Yeah, for for whatever holiday you are celebrating, uh, celebrate it with yeah. leveling up and grinding those gears for getting your clones and, and, and troopers to yeah. the absolute max to take over the galaxy. We hope you have a generally good time in the coming months. There you go. Nobody's offended. 
Um, Everybody's. Uh, uh, there's always somebody. <laughs> Jeff is out there being offended right now. Calm down, Jeff. Jeffrey. You and your misspelling. Um, so, in comic news, out today is Solo Adaptation number three, Darth Vader number 25, which is the final issue of the series. Wah. Single tier. Wah. <laughs> A couple tears from you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I want... I want this issue because I want to know how it ends. I just don't want it to end. But yeah, closure, I, John, closure. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I'm I'm good with letting it end where it needs to end and whatnot. But it it is one of those things that Darth Vader, for years since 2015, has been a consistent uh, issue. A consi- well, a consistent comic that I've enjoyed. Uh, never a, never a bad issue of that series and whatnot, either series, so, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, something that's very normal to me when it comes to Star Wars comics is not going to be there anymore, so it's going to be a little weird, Yeah. so, but, you know, uh, there's only so far they can go with Vader, and they don't need to tell all the stories now, you know, I'm sure Vader will eventually return with more stories, but I think for now it's good to take it, you know, take this issue this series ending uh at the right point rather than just continue going it's you know yeah i think i think this is the right time for this series to end not to say someone else can't come into the driver's seat eventually it's time for the series to end end. (laughs) yes (laughs) unfortunately not only do we have that we have star wars adventures number 16 featuring the next piece of the flight of the falcon story yeah. yeah, I I I love this series, which is why I hate that they're so far spread. I think it's like once a month, but it's like it because of all that happens mm-hmm. between them, all the all the other comics that we get released and all the other things happening, it feels like so much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's nice that it draws out a little bit more, and it gives more time for the storytelling to happen. But it it's also like every time I you know this is part three. Of the series, you know, both of, you know, when issue one ended, I immediately wanted to be able to go to the next one, and when issue two ended, I, you know, yeah. it keeps going uh, to a point where it's like, I just I want it to continue now. So it's yeah. tough with with a once a month issue. Um, you know, but us millennials with our I want it now attitude, uh, we're killing um, mattress stores, John. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, it's a good thing. It's a gr- it's a big compliment because you know there's not too many series where I'm just like I cannot wait. You know, usually it's Darth Vader and Doctor Aphra are ones where it's like I need to know what's happening now. Yeah. Um, so you know, Michael Morrissey I think has been doing amazing work with the um, the Flight of the Falcon series and Star Wars Adventures is always something I look forward to. So I think altogether I'm going to be happy to get this one, but then I'm going to be back into that slump of waiting uh, yeah. for the next part um, come January. Yeah. Hi, Michael, by the way. Yeah. Hi, Michael, if you're listening. And if and, and if, if not hi that Michael, hi other Michael, whatever. Hi all the Michaels. All of listen. the Michaels. We, we, we know a lot of Michaels. Listen, we have so many friends named Michael. We should have just said hi. I should have just let you leave it at that and then let them wonder, wait, were Was they talking me? to me? <laughs> Am I the Michael? <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Hi to all of you. 
Oh man, I cannot wait for Michael Morrissey to have to fight his way through all of the Michaels that we know to become Prime Michael. <laughs> well, if he if he shows up on the uh, on the podcast, who knows? Who knows? No, uh, we love all of our Michaels equally. Eh. But I love Michael with a B the most. You're so B. <laughs> okay. Okay, John, there's nothing in book news, but yeah, the last we, time we said that... Yeah, so, you know, nothing else has happened. We spoke into the, you know, the ether yeah. that we wanted, uh, you know, oh, no episode 9 news, and there was actually no episode 9 news, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, no uh, Bounty Hunter anthology books. Yeah, you, you hear in the news for um, the premiere of Aquaman, Tamara Morrison um, talked about you know, wanting to come back for Django. I'd I love saw that. that. <laughs> I'd love that. He's everyone's dad, I swear. Oh my gosh, he's Boba Fett's dad, he's Moana's dad, he's Aquaman's dad. I mean, goodness gracious. Huh. So, yeah, so that was pretty cool, though. It's it's nice to see that he still, he still would be more than happy to put on the bucket, so. <laughs> I don't know what You know what would be funny, though, if he did get to play Boba? Like, I know I've said I don't want that, but it would be interesting. I, I don't want it because it, I, I, I don't want it for reasons other than Tamara Morrison, mm -hmm. but it'd be cool for, that he could play both Django and Boba. And I know he's yeah. done the voices for Boba, but to properly play Boba, I think it'd be so cool to like, have that kind of come full circle of him yeah. playing, paying, uh, oh my gosh, playing yeah. uh, both father and son and whatnot. Yeah. And then Daniel Logan comes out of nowhere and hits him with the butt of a rifle, like, <laughs> no! I mean, I'd be okay with Daniel Logan doing it, too. You know, seeing him in full Boba dress, you know, yeah. like in, in, in proper Boba Fett costume. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd more than love to see uh, him as a young Boba as well. So I think either way, yeah. um, I've been a little bit more open to the idea, but I still, I would rather them tell most stories other than a Boba Fett book. Yeah. I'd rather them tell a Django Fett story than a Boba Fett story. Yeah. Can I just tell you one of my favorite things in the world? What? Watching one of our cats get onto an unstable surface and then almost fall <laughs> at least three times. Yeah. That just happened in case you were wondering what I was laughing about. But anyway, no book news. No book news. Universe, no book news. Yeah, apparently we said that and Del Rey was up to something. <laughs> So, okay. but I'd be surprised if anything like that happened again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, film and TV news, John. We do have that. We do have that. Sort of. So, the Mandalorian cast was finally announced. But we're not going to talk about that right <laughs> now. <laughs> we gotcha. No, because we're talking about stuff for 2019, it'd be silly to talk about it now. Yeah. And talk about it in length yeah. when we're going to have a chance to do that later. But... Yeah. But know that the, the cast announcement was uh, released. At, I'm sure most of you that are listening knew that. If you didn't know that, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about exactly who that is uh, in a yeah. little bit. But it's pretty cool. It's a good lineup. John, do you hear that? I don't. Do you hear that on the horizon? I don't. It's coming from our transmitters. Oh, no. Beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. It's a transmission from the banking clan. That, that wasn't the transmitters. That was just me. I lied. I'm sorry. You're a liar. But we are getting a transmission for the banking clan. Woo! Well, heard it's that time we have our little interruption from the banking clan. Uh, if you don't know what this is yet, this is when we 
take a moment to talk about some awesome things happening over on Amazon as well as um, whatever our current uh, other sponsor happens to be, continues to be uh, Flipboard at this point, so I apologize if you've heard that one before, but just know that uh, by enduring a little 60-second ad that you yeah. uh, are helping support the show, and by listening now, you're also uh, helping support the show. Uh, if you really want to support the show, then head over to the links that are in the description um, uh, of this episode yeah. for some awesome things over on Amazon, Whatever you get there, they profit, we profit, you profit because you're listening to Star Wars. It's just a whole lot of good stuff happening. Uh, and so this week, um, some of what we're going to talk to you about is what we've already mentioned. You can head to one of the links in the description and get a discounted Audible membership. Yeah. Uh, right now you can sign up for 53% off. <laughs> of your first three months. That basically means you get pay six bucks and get Audible for three months. And when you do sign up, you normally only get one book, but you can get two free books upon sign up. Two free books! The books that we've been recommending are the first two Thrawn books because uh, when this sponsorship came through, it, that was the, the news. That was what had just happened in the Star Wars news is the new Thrawn book was announced. And so if you hadn't gotten to it, we wanted to encourage you to do so, and we still encourage you to do so, but we thought that we would switch gears uh, now and just kind of give you a couple of recommendations of what you can be listening to over on Audible. Mm -hmm. uh, Megan. Yeah. What Give give the people a book. Uh, okay. Or a recommendation for a book that they can listen to. Well, uh, most of the books I read are non-Star Wars, but if you are in the camp with me, that's fine. If you are tired of reading Star Wars books and you're like, hey, I want to read a horror book, I read a lot of those. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite books is Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levin, and it is on Audible. Guess what? It's read by Mia Farrow, who played uh, the main character in Rosemary's Baby in the 1960s movie. Nice. And it is just a really excellent listening experience. I love Mia Farrow, I love her voice, and I love the movie. As well as the novel, I've yeah. read it at least seven times. It's a real, it's a really good uh, film. So, and it's the kind of film that you can watch and think, "Wow, there, this would be great to just hear." Yeah. I, uh, you know, yeah. I have not read it, but it's one of those movies that definitely, uh, knowing it's a book, it makes sense because of the the form of storytelling and whatnot. It feels like it should be a book. And so, uh, if you want to have that in your ears, you can go check that out. Uh, I, being the Star Wars nerd that I am, and in order to balance uh, <laughs> the recommendations... Bring balance to the podcast. You are the chosen one. Exactly. Um, I will um, always have a Star Wars recommendation for you guys. And currently, uh, I wanted to recommend the Ahsoka novel. Um with the Clone Wars rewatch that we're doing and with Season 7 around the corner, if you just need some extra Clone Wars goodness uh, and you just love Ahsoka, then I would really recommend that you check out the Ahsoka novel. Uh, it's such a great book. Now, uh, if you're like Megan and you haven't finished the Clone Wars ever, then don't do that. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. Spoilers. Go read Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> but if you are caught up like a normal person... Um, because it has been 10 years, uh, then 
go ahead, check that out if you've not been much of a reader or just haven't thought about it or didn't know about it. Who knows? Whatever your reasons for not re uh, listening to Ahsoka or reading it, uh, now you can change that. I would recommend that you check it out uh, if you just want some more Ahsoka in your life. I um, some, one. Uh, Sorry. Well, you can save it for next time. Oh, come on. One at a time. All right. We don't want to... They only get two free books, Megan. And they've got their two books. Um... So, uh, other than that, you can also also find a link uh, in the description of the episode for some deals on some Amazon gift cards. It's that time of year. If you've got difficult people, we really recommend just doing what we do and get them gift cards. Um, the beauty of shopping with Amazon is that you can have it sent to you, and you can make it special or hand-deliver it, whatever you'd like to do. Or, if you're like us and have family that live further away, have it sent straight to them. Mm -hmm. And you feel kind of guilty just sending them a gift card, well, guess what? You can make it all special and pretty with different gift boxes and gift cards that are, well, I say gift card, a uh, different uh, decorative card included with it uh, to make it more special and meaningful. Because um, it can seem like a cheap gift, but really, the best gift is just giving people the, be the ability to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And that's all gift cards are. So if you want some cool deals on making that happen, uh, then check out the link in the description. And lastly... Um, we also have a link for some awesome Amazon deals. Uh, it's a list of things that constantly update, so every time you check it out, it will have different items. Uh, and even if the items aren't different, you, I'm sure that you can find plenty of what would appeal to you and what you would like. And, Megan, I know you have your, your recommendations. I do. Uh, I looked them up. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, I cannot wait to share this with you guys. The first one, we're coming in strong. Okay. Is, uh, for $149. Oh goodness, that's, um, yeah. a little much. You can get Boreo Espada Balin Tutidu Ripidu Anke Balinung and Edkin Therapy Guest de Guest Pink. Those were words, Those I guess. Those were words. I'm Those not were German, sounds. <laughs> it arrives before Christmas, John. Um, sure. So what I've gathered is that this item is for acne. <laughs> okay. That's about all I could gather. She points from it the at her face, so I, yeah, that's a, that's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's that. I guess you can buy that for one hundred and forty nine dollars. John, you can also buy for seventeen ninety nine handheld game player, which looks suspiciously like a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh man! Handheld game player. They're picking on the nostalgia berries with that one. Oh gosh, they called it retro. Oh. It's not. Ha, retro. Is that what we have become now? Crawling in my skin. <laughs> well, you can check out the link in the description below, uh, and. Check out all those weird things, or check out whatever you like. Definitely yeah. on the list of Amazon deals of the week, there's plenty that I'm sure will appeal to whatever your interests and preferences are, so feel free to check it out. Uh, in the meantime, we have one more sponsor ad for you, and then it's back to the show. Well, with the banking clan visit out of the way, uh, we can get on with our main show of the day. That rhymed a little bit. Yes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so, um, it's just, it's coming to the end of the year, end of our first season of episodes, we're, um, climbing our way up to 
uh, we're over the 50 episode mark, so uh, we're, we're deep in it. Uh, and we've had a lot of episodes where, you know, we deep dive and research into characters and background, and we have deep, con you know, discussions about things in the in-universe and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, we, we've done a lot of the deep and, and thick with education stuff. Thick with Gracie's um, at least. And and so I think we both agreed that we wanted to change pace a little bit. Originally, we had another episode where we were going to talk about um, a lot of informational stuff, and I think we both just agreed that yeah. let's just lay back and chill and, and have something more casual. Yep, uh, we're going to talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen conspiracy theories. What if they're just the same person twice? Could be. That's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I've always thought it, it it's weird when people uh, when twins are cast for a single role. It's it's always been odd to me. But anyway, uh, but to the actual episode, yeah, we just wanted to uh, take it easy uh, and talk about some things ahead. And like I said, we uh, we'd kind of had the idea for doing a outrageous theory episode, and it was reinforced by Rebecca on Twitter at one point saying, you know, talking about, you know, imagine looking back when it all actually happens and uh, kind of referencing how far off the mark we were. And so um, we, th we thought it sounded fun and we wanted to uh, sit down and do that since they 2018's almost over. Mm -hmm. We've had all of the Star Wars we're pretty much going to get for this year, save for a few comics and such, and Resistance I think is on break, but there's a couple of little shorts going on over on Disney XD. So, for the most part, all of the major stuff has passed, so most. all we really have right now is to look forward to a lot of cool stuff coming from Lucasfilm and Disney uh, in 2019, and so we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. We're not going to cover absolutely everything, <laughs> we're just going to hit the major highlights, uh, and we're going to take time, we're going to make sure to take time to specifically just think outside the box. What could possibly happen with whatever is happening? Uh, and then, in a year's time, you know, just in time for episode nine, we'll look back and see just how outrageously wrong we were. Or maybe we'll get it right. Maybe we'll get something right. There's a lot to talk about, so I'm sure eventually we'll hit the mark on something. We're going to make our assumptions as general as possible. Right. I believe they do a thing. <laughs> in 2019, John, uh -huh. there will be a Star Wars film. There will be. And it will Bravo. star, get this, Adam Driver. Uh-huh. As Kylo Ren. Hot take. Wow. Daisy Ridley. Oh. As Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Daisy Ridley with a beard now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well... Uh, but, but yeah, we just thought it would be fun, and hopefully you enjoy the more casual take of it. Uh, you know, our, our script is light. We're mainly just, like I said, we're kind of just going off the cuff with a little bit of information that we do have and such. So, um, hopefully the casual conversation soothes your ears. Uh, if not, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled educational format uh, after mm -hmm. the first of the year. We do have a bit of a surprise for next week's main uh, show. We dropped some hints of it on uh, Patreon, so if you want to know what that is, you can always check it out over there. I'm going to uh, die. You'll be okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, 
I figured we'd follow some sort of format with this, so I kind of I started with the I kind of started with the lightest heading into the heaviest of of things, mm -hmm. just so that way we kind of gradually build. Obviously, getting towards the obvious things like Galaxy's Edge and Episode Nine, but uh, maybe some things that people don't know about or wouldn't have normally thought of, and 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 know that when we talk about things like games and comics that you might not normally be uh, interested in, uh, know that, you know, usually our reason for including it is for the lore that can be harvested from it, or, you know, because sometimes it, you might not be into reading comics, but things happen in comics that you might be into yeah. knowing about, you know. With games, it's a bit harder because, you know, with Battlefront right now, there's nothing canon impacting now that the uh, Iden Versio story is done, but we do have another game coming out next year that could be changing what you think about how games uh, impact the lore of Star Wars, because mm -hmm. we know we're getting a canon game. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there of, you know, games and comics and maybe even books might not be your thing, but maybe in the conversations surrounding them, you still get something to enjoy out of it. Yeah. And, you, and you save time by not having to play or read it. So, who knows. Um, but, if you're going to read it, check out that Audible subscription thing. Yeah. Help the show out. But, anyway. Help me help you. Help. 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 Um, so, obviously, with that said, we're starting with gaming. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not a whole lot. We know that, you know, uh, EA has put us Battlefront fans at ease and said don't worry plenty more is coming through throughout 2019 because with December being the 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 end a lot of people were wondering okay to you know is anything else really happening you know we knew about a couple of updates coming after the first of the year but um for the most part it was a little Sorry. concerning um with whether or not how, well how long we would continue to be updating with uh, Battlefront. Mm -hmm. But from the sounds of things, we're continuing uh, for a good while. And I think that's the route to go. I think the way games are going nowadays, the best thing to do is come out with a, come out with a full game and then continue to add through that through downloadable content. Destiny has proven time and time again that that is an amazing way to go forward with a game. And it, it extends the life of, of the game, past physical copies coming out every year or every other year. Mm -hmm. You're able to constantly add to the story that you've already created and whatnot, so I think Battlefront should just stick with that until they absolutely have to create a new physical copy of a game, you know, but I think it'd be silly of them to make Battlefront 3 when they can just download new content to what they already exist, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Because back in the day, we got Battlefront, and then we got Battlefront 2, and it added things, you know, uh, to the game, but it added things that are already existent in Battlefront now. Mm -hmm. So there was a reason back in the day to have a second Battlefront, because in the first one, they couldn't add in everything. Now yep. they added in heroes and all this other stuff. You know, that was a big that was a big thing. In the first, first, mm -hmm. first Battlefront, we didn't have heroes. That wasn't normal. And then in Battlefront 2, you could all of a sudden, you could be Boba Fett, you could be Darth Vader, you could be Luke Skywalker. So there was a reason to say, hey, we're coming out with a new Battlefront, but trust us, it's got new stuff. Mm -hmm. If they, 
if they come out with a Battlefront 3 now, like, what, you're going to make me download Obi-Wan all over again? You're going to make me farm for these characters all over again? It makes no sense. Mm. Uh, and so I think just continuing to add to what exists would be far smarter than making a whole new game, game from the ground up. I get that. So. But at the same time, I'm just waiting for Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. With, just waiting. With, with continuations, that's one yeah. thing. But with the idea of Battlefront being, you know, nothing's... You're not continuing a story by making a Battlefront 3. You're just redoing everything you've already done. Mm -hmm. But when you can download new game modes, new characters, new... All this other... You know, when you can just insert that into a game that already exists, why would you go through the trouble of creating another game from the ground up just to add in one new feature? You know? Because, mm -hmm. you know, back in our day of gaming... What it would have looked like is, oh, you want us to add in Ewok Hunt. Well, you'll have to wait till Battlefront 3 for that. Mm -hmm. They couldn't live add in things. Um, so them being able to do that nowadays, I think, I think that's clearly a direction for gaming. So, that said, at least for the majority, if not the entirety of 2019, we know that that's happening. Uh, certain things that are happening, we know in January we're getting more clones... We're getting Coruscant Guard, we're getting uh, the 501st, so we're getting a few more skins, the red ones and the blue ones. Okay, making sure. I was about um, to say, the, the blue ones and the big dresses with the Gordian helmet on, right? The what? No. Just the blue ones, the, okay. the ones with Anakin killing the Jedi and such. Yeah. Right. Okay, gotcha, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... So yeah, we're getting at least two more clone skins. Uh, we are getting Anakin and Count Dooku. Um, and, and that's just what we know. That's carrying us into February. That's what we know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure more characters are going to continue to come. I really would hope that they would add in some more for the Empire Republic era kind of stuff. Like, um, Don't get me wrong. I love the clones. I, one of my favorite uh, modes to play or one of my favorite uh, factions to play with in uh, Galactic Assault is either the Separatists or the Republic. But uh, it feels like we're getting so much in the period of the Clone Wars and not a whole lot with... I, like, I'd love some Stormtrooper variations. Yeah. I'd love some something where it feels like, you know, there's more going on in the Imperial era uh, than just the same basic stuff. Um, you know, uh, I just, I think some updates there would be nice, but who knows. Uh, and we're also getting potentially two new, well, uh, two new game modes. Don't know when, though, but one's going to be Capture Point, which is very similar to Battlefront 2 uh, back in the old day, uh, where basically you win by capturing the most nodes on a map. It's pretty, it, it's pretty fun. It's kind of like Capture the Flag, but multiple flags. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other has to do with capital ships. So basically, uh, there's going to be, uh, I don't, I, I think, I guess it'll take place in the main galactic assault mode. Basically, you'll enter into a, a, a capital ship and have to disable it. And I guess something else. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure exactly what's going on, but basic, it's, it's again familiar from what Battlefront 2 back in the old day did of, you know, in space battles, you could fly around and then land in a ship, fight on that ship, destroy that ship from the inside out, and then get back to the space battle. 
So maybe it's something like that. I'm not entirely sure. There's not a whole lot of information on that yet. But, all that said, uh, if you could add anything to Battlefront, if you, being someone who does not play Battlefront... Who has never once played it. Uh, if you could add anything to Battlefront, uh, what would you... What If you heard this was coming to Battlefront 2 what would it be that would get you to play it? Uh, free roaming bounty hunter mode. That'd be cool. Where you're given a target and then you are sent to kill target. That is my favorite mechanic in most games that I've played. So kind of like Assassin's Creed? Yeah, Isn't a lot like Assassin's like Creed, but also like the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim. So basically, you just kind of have to peruse around. I love that. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that Battlefront is the right place for that. No. But um, the last time we talked about games and the future of them in Star Wars, we talked about open world and free roam and stuff. And I continue to want something like that where you can just land on a planet and talk to a whole bunch of <clears throat> folks. And, you know, you could talk to the bar guy and all of a sudden find yourself, oh, you know, you need this done or you need... You know, this guy hit up for cash or, you know, those kinds of things. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I definitely want to see a move in that direction of narrative story versus just action. You know, Battlefront is definitely mostly action of you just go in and shoot things. Okay, is it part of the story? No, you just go in and shoot things. Yeah, having and, fun. And, and that is fun. So, it, I'm you know, I'm not asking for narrative stories because Battlefront sucks. And I'm not saying that... You know, Battlefront is better than narrative stories. I would, I would enjoy both. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, we're getting <clears throat> a narrative story. Uh, we don't know much mm -hmm. about it, but uh, we do know that Jedi Fallen Order is coming out next year. <clears throat> um, as of right now, all sources are saying late 2019. So, not really sure. Maybe towards the holidays, I guess, uh, is when that will be getting released. And basically it has to do with you taking on the character of a Jedi, uh, Jedi Padawan mm -hmm. uh, just after Order 66 has happened. Ooh. So that could definitely see a turn into the narrative stories, into the open world, you know, and, and seeing more change. And, and, and they've stated that it's going to be a canon story, so we know that this, the events of what you're playing will affect the story of Star Wars. It'll be a part of Star Wars. Um which is something that's been kind of missing. You know, we had that in Battlefront uh, 2 with um, the story of Ad Mercio, and they continued that for a while, but eventually it ended. You know, that story ended, and we haven't really continued with it. Yeah. So, and, and that's really fine. I mean, the story can continue in the game. It can continue with a book. It can continue with a... You know, they've left it open to be continued in various ways, but for the most part, if you play Battlefront 2 right now, you're not in the story, unless mm -hmm. you keep replaying those missions. And you can do that. Uh, you know, I'm not saying... I don't want to make it sound like, we haven't gotten a good story-based canon game. You know, we I, I know Battlefront 2 is there. It's just, for me, that completed it as soon as I could. I've been kind of left with a gaping hole of, I want to play something that's involved. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, Fallen Order... They kind of jumped the gun on the announcement. I feel like 
I feel like they were ashamed of not having something to talk about at E3, and they were like, hey, 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 Billy. I don't know who the guy is that announced its name was. Craig. Because they literally walked up to him in the audience mm-hmm. for for the uh, for the announcement. Yeah. Like it clearly wasn't really even part of the schedule or anything, and they were. He was just like, yeah, we're gonna be coming out with this game, and hopefully we'll tell you more about it next year. So basically, so basically, you're saying come back to E3 next year to find out about it. Why not just wait till next year to tell us about it then? Yeah. So I feel like they were kind of like, guys, we need to tell them People we're are doing mad. something. <laughs> or alternatively, they were like, hey guys, we don't have a game, but let's tell them we have a game. Let's keep up. You know, no, obviously, I believe they have a game. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced that that's how Sonic Boom happened. They just sort of decided one day, hey, you know, it's been a while since we made a Sonic game. Right, and Let's just spend like 15 minutes just on this. Just spit one out. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to Jedi Fallen Order. A lot of people are wanting to play as Kanan or some known Padawan. I would like it to be. I'd like it to be customizable, mm-hmm. in a way that. You know, the story goes the same no matter how you create your Jedi, but you're able to create your Jedi. You know what I mean? Um, You want to go to the Padme Academy? And, I mean, they could give it... They could give them a name that's unisex so that, you know, the character's name is known, but Mm -hmm. depending on who's playing it, it could be a woman, it could be a, uh, a man, it could be alien, it could be human, it could be... Whatever you know, I I would love something where you can customize your character, um, and then feel even more like you are a part of the story a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, so it you know we I mean it's hard to talk about because we don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely nice to know that more in the in the way of gaming is happening with Star Wars because there used to be a time when. Star Wars games were regular, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think, I'm not saying we need five games happening all at once, but I do mm-hmm. think we need more than just Battlefront. Battlefront is great, yeah. it will continue to be great, but it'd be nice to have something else mixed in. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that continues to be the case, um, and hopefully Jedi Fallen Order is just, in, one thing I had thought about you know, it's so the the full title is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is a mouthful. But the the idea that I had was it could go one of two ways. What if they have Star Wars Sith Fallen Order? Like if they have a follow up that's from the perspective of a Sith, or it could be Star Wars Jedi New Beginnings or New Order or yeah. like basically the Fallen Order is just you know, the subtitle, yeah. and that it, it could actually turn out to be a series. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird to do... Uh, they could have just done Star Wars Fallen Order, but they did Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So my brain doing what my brain does when I don't have a lot of information, it just kind of fills in some wants and desires, and that was one thing is I, I, would, I would love either being able to switch perspectives, not necessarily play the same game, but from a Sith's perspective, mm-hmm. but continue what began in Jedi Fallen Order with Sith Fallen Order. Um, Or whatever story you begin there be able to continue in Part 2 or something like that. Yeah. You know what I love? What? Something like 
you start off as a Padawan in learning under a Jedi Order, you get to the rank of, like, Master, and then you think you're playing as the good guy the whole time, and then all of a sudden you get, like, one mission, like, go kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that you are becoming the bad guy, if that makes sense. I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You like that, too? <laughs> yeah? Y- yes, that is our cat joining the podcast, as she loves to do. So, um, yeah. I, I definitely, you know, thinking of, of um, the Force Unleashed, you know, where it leaves you with a choice in the end of going light side or dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, both decisions are feasible decisions based on the events that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely having something like that could be very cool. Yeah. Um, but I do love those twists, those, those mm-hmm. ones where it's like all of a sudden you find out who you really are yeah. kind of thing. Like, they did that kind of in uh, Borderlands Mm -hmm. with Handsome Jack. Mm -hmm. It's not quite, like, exactly what happened, but it turns out that the people that you've been caring about and, you know, wanting to win this whole time against Handsome Jack in Borderlands 2, turns out they're the people that made him like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and it could either go that way or it could go... You know, maybe you lose a little bit of your memory and then eventually find out that you, you know, saved your own skin in a way that ended up leading others to be left Mm -hmm. to be killed during the the Jedi Purge. Oh, man. Could you imagine playing as a clone during Order 66? Ooh. Where you just, like, lose all autonomy and you have to... Oh, yeah, you you have have to kill people. In order to continue the story, you have to participate. That, That could be cool, too. Oh, that'd be a good transition between Mission 1 and 2, is Mission 1 is the clone trooper, and then the ending of that chapter is you happening upon a child, Mm -hmm. and then Chapter 2 begins, and you're the child. Oh. It'd be satisfying to kill the clone you were just playing, having, you know... Yeah. Like, you've got to make up for all the bad stuff you just did kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there could be various achievements of, if you get through and don't kill anybody there's an achievement, and if you kill every Jedi uh, leading up to the end of that mission, you could get an achievement. I love that. that I love that kind of That's undertale. That's the kind of stuff I love. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So there's some there's some interesting theories. Yeah. I mean, I know I've talked about, you know, it. at this point I'm beating a dead horse saying how many times I want a bounty hunter game. We Well, it's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would love it. Um, yeah, she wants it too. Right, Pinky? Clearly. <laughs> uh, so, moving on from gaming, uh, oh. and obviously, guys, listening, you can let us know your opinions on everything we touch on uh, as far as games go. You know, what would be a Star Wars game that would convince you to start gaming if you don't really game? Or if you are a gamer, what would be something new and exciting that you'd love to see? Or what would you like to happen in Jedi Fallen Order? Those kinds of things. Let us know um, on Twitter. You can always add us as you're listening, afterwards, whatever. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, though, we have comics. And this is a little brief because, well, Comic. I wanted to talk about one thing because I, it's very open. And because Darth Vader is ending today, uh, I wanted to talk about where it is kind of continuing. Just in time for Grandma. Yeah. 
um, and also about a series that's ongoing, Mm -hmm. Uh, just because now that we have seen a glimpse of what it's begun to look like, uh, it could be exciting for what the future holds for the other issues. Look at your Jedi. Now back to me. I'm on a horse. (laughs) So, uh, first of all, Star Wars Vader Dark Visions. Mm. Um, This was announced a couple weeks ago. It's going to be coming out in March, and essentially this is the replacement for Chuck Wendig's Shadow of Vader series. Mm -hmm. Um... He was almost finished with that series, and I'm very sad that they didn't just release what they were going to release. But, you know, we could... I... Not we. I could get on a tangent about all that if I really wanted to. But we will not. But (laughs) I feel like they were like, okay, we promised Vader, we've got to do Vader, so they came out with this. Now, don't let that... I know what it sounds like. Don't let it seem like I'm unhappy with this announcement. Certainly the art has me interested. Very interested. Yes. Vader on a horse. Very interesting. Right. <laughs> but it's a... Rem- it, it, for me, uh-huh. I got excited when I heard Chuck Wendig was going to be writing Vader again. And then I found out it was cancelled because he got fired. So, for me, I was like, okay, so when Vader ends, it's a real rest for the character. Mm-hmm. And then... A month later, maybe not even that much, they announced a a replacement Vader series. Mm -hmm. For me, as much as I love Vader, Vader and Anakin are my favorite characters. For me, when that announcement came up, I was like, so they really just want to tell Vader stories. Like, they they just really want to capitalize on Vader. Like, you know, it felt a little less special to me. Which, he is the most recognizable character, one can argue. Yeah, definitely. And... But I feel I I just kind of felt like, okay, well, I guess they really felt like they had to do Vader. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. But but I definitely remember initially I was like I was not as happy. Um, but over time, after rereading the announcement and certainly uh, looking over the art repeatedly, it's I'm I'm really interested in what stories they're going to tell. Yeah. So basically, if you if you want to know kind of what what I'm talking about, look just look up Vader Dark Visions. Yeah. Um, the first piece of art has Vader, seemingly on a horse, yeah. with his lightsaber and uh, a large round shield that has the Imperial symbol on it. Where did he get the horse? <laughs> that well, that's what's that's what's very intriguing about it. So this is something that if if I had seen this on Pinterest, I would have been like, wow. That's cool. That's very medieval. That's awesome. Yeah, really capitalizing on the whole samurai thing there for a minute. Right, but to but to be an official piece of Star Wars art for an official piece of Star Wars comic, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where my brain's kind of like, all right, is this one of those times when they basically say, hey, it's about Vader, just draw what you want. Yeah. Or is are we actually going to see that happen? Fair. I mean, I'm kind of okay because it looks rad. But it's definitely, like, it, it's got my gears turning. I'm very, 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 very curious to see mm-hmm. to see it uh, play out. So... We've um, got two cats now. <laughs> Alright, get the cat. Uh, I can't get the cat. I get the cat. No, you've already got a cat. Okay. Just leave it alone. She'll be okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so far... It, it, we don't really know what 
Dark Vision's going to be about. Mm -hmm. We knew Shadow of Vader was going to be about stories from other people, basically telling, hey, did you hear about that time I've met Vader? Yeah. Um, this, not really sure. But the perspective seems to have the same idea of, you know, uh, like in the official description it says, like, you know, we're going to hear about stories where Vader is both the scariest and, you know, he's going to be the villain and the hero. It's kind of like, mm. what does that mean? I don't know. You know, so it it's being sparing in a way that is good because it's making me intrigued, but it's also one of those things where it's like, I, I'm really missing Chuck Wendig's uh, story now. And we didn't even get yeah. that, so... Yeah, I loved kind of the anthology style that we saw in the uh, Shadow of Vader's Castle series that we got. Or the Tales from Vader's Castle. Taters? Yeah. Ta ta taters? Ta I said tales. I said taters. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody's hungry. Tales from Vader's Castle. Um, I loved that kind of style. Um, mm -hmm. And not just because I'm a horror buff, but it's a big part of it. And so I would have loved that with Vader at the center, mm -hmm. but... I don't know. Yeah, because we, you know, it was very clear that Shadow of Vader was an anthology. Yeah. It, this one we're not sure yet. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if maybe they're they took the idea and gave it to someone else and said, "Hey, can you make this series?" And you know, because uh, it it does sound similar, but it also sounds different. So it's it's curious, uh, curious, curious, curious. So. Curiouser and Curiouser. Uh, that's coming in March, so it's going to be here before we, we know it. I mean, time is going to fly by. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really, really excited to see more stories from Vader. I do hope, though, after this, there's a bit of a break. Yeah. You know, I've said, Vader, my favorite series, my favorite character. I always look forward to it. I'm right now... Like, it's one of those things where I've already prepared myself for a break and a pause in Vader storytelling. Mm -hmm. Just let it happen, please, and stop messing <laughs> with my emotions. <laughs> let it happen. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, though, for comics is the Age of Republic, Rebellion, and Resistance series. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's one big series, but it focuses on the Republic, the Rebellion, and the Resistance, telling stories of characters from those periods. Um, we have hypothesized and theorized and guessed a lot of what could be happening and then eventually we got a full list of all the characters that are getting stories and you know um, a lot we weren't able to talk about because we didn't know all right when are these stories happening can they only happen during the events of the film or can they happen at any point mm -hmm. which I hope at any point well we we've gotten Qui-Gon and we've gotten Maul yeah and both of those happen at points prior to episode one. I'm not talking about the, you know, yeah. prior to the timeline of what we see in episode one. Which really that shines a light on some of Qui-Gon's um, intentions. Right. If anything, you understand Qui-Gon more yeah. because of his issue. And and they kind of do the same thing for Maul. Yeah. I, I will go ahead and say that I liked Qui-Gon's more than I liked Maul's. Maul's was, yeah. honestly, if you've read his five-issue miniseries, it's basically. I'm not talking about the Son of Dathomir. I'm talking about the Maul one-off, but mm -hmm. it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Can't wait to read Son of Dathomir, by the way. Uh, yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> um, so, 
because of those two, we now know that, okay, so it's not about what's happening exactly in there. It's just that they're focusing on characters specific to a time period. Yeah. So, that said, who else are we getting stories from? I'm glad you asked, Megan. I did not. Uh, so we're getting Obi-Wan, Jango Fett, Anakin Skywalker, Count Dooku, Padme, and General Grievous. <laughs> and that's all in order. Uh, and we're also getting a special issue uh, in January that features Mace Windu, Asajj Ventress, and Rex stories. Could we get a really cool canon Grievous story? I hope so. I really hope so. What, what I'd love is a little bit more origin for him. Yeah. And, and, th and, th and so this is the direction in which I wanted to take it. So now, you know, now that we know this could happen at any place for these characters mm -hmm. in the time of the rebellion, uh, in the time of the Republic, suddenly it opens a little bit more doors of what would we like to see and eventually what we'll actually see. Um, the covers reveal nothing. Basically, they have one main uh, artist that does... Uh, what they're calling the puzzle piece um, style. So basically, if you put all of the issues side by side, it creates one large mural. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. And then they basically have uh, at least three other artists mm -hmm. on every issue doing other art. They basically just say, hey, it's about Jingo Fett. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, it's about, you know, Darth Maul. And they also, one cool thing, I hope they continue. For Qui-Gon and Maul, both had a concept cover. Mm. Basically, they took... Uh, old concept art of the characters oh, I hope and used it for a cover. Was it that creepy drawing of Darth Maul where he's like blue and he's got the red dreads? Because I hate that picture. No. No, no, no. They they want it recognizable. So, But it is the one uh, that's famous for the confusion of uh, his final design. Ah, gotcha. uh, because in his final design uh, he has horns. Originally those were meant to be feathers, but that didn't translate in the art. And so when they made the the, the Marquette mm -hmm. of it, uh, they interpreted it as horns. And, and so it, that's what it ended up with, yeah. and they thought that was cooler. That looks much better, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's a happy <laughs> accident. Um, so, no, anyway, so, uh, but the idea being, they set, they take very famous concept art of the characters and use that as a cover. Yeah. My point being, there's a lot of art, but none of it tells us anything about the stories. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, we can have fun now knowing. Uh, and, and originally, we knew there was a special issue mm -hmm. uh, coming out, but we didn't know anything about it. And today, some more information was released about it. And originally, I thought it was going to be about Mace against Ventress or something. Uh, Mace and Ventress were on the cover, so I insinuated it's going to be about them. Mm -hmm. But supposedly, from the description, it seems to say that we're getting an Ventress story. And a, Maul, uh, and a Mace Windu story, mm -hmm. and a Rex story, Ooh. all in one. Not necessarily that they're all affecting each other, but that they're three stories in, in one slightly longer issue, I, I'd imagine. There's not, enough, uh, there's not enough pages in one issue to cover three people, but mm -hmm. so I imagine it'll be slightly longer. It's, it's, it's cool to think about, regardless. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so with... Really, the only ones that stand out to me are Django, Count, Dooku, and Grievous. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'd love to see more canon um, pre-Cyborg Grievous storytelling. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the legend stories that I've heard about Grievous, 
that mostly you've told me, but some of my own research. Um, I really like his legend story. Yeah, I love I love the betrayal and tragedy of it. And now, I mean, I don't necessarily mind him choosing to be grievous. Yeah. But I'd love more explanation as to why. You know, they yeah. really tease it in Layer of Grievous, mm -hmm. you know, just with some simple dialogue of, you know, yeah. when, when you took the enhancements, I chose this, you know. He emphasizes, I wanted this to happen. No one, no one made me do this. Yeah. And that's a very big difference from his legend story. Yeah. Basically, he got blown up by Count Dooku. Yeah, and tricked into doing it. Yeah. Uh, into becoming Grievous. So, mm -hmm. I'd love to fill in the gap a little bit more. I'd, yeah. lo I'd love to find out there's still some tragedy and backstabbing uh, to it, but... Because you love that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> regardless, I would just like more Grievous filled in. Yeah. Um, and, and similarly with Jango Fett, you know, with the, the bounty hunter game that we had in the past, we know the story. You know, it tells the story of how he was recruited by Dooku. Okay, we don't necessarily know that the... Obviously, those specific events aren't canon anymore, but, mm -hmm. you know, could the story be salvaged? Or, you know, or, I, what? Um, so I'd love... I'd imagine that's the, be the best possible story for them to tell, is how he became the clone template. So... Yeah. Um, I yeah, would so I would enjoy that. I'd love to see like the early days of Boba, just mm -hmm. Jango Fett changing diapers and like wiping bums and stuff. <laughs> just oh, I think I think Jango's a really good dad, and I'd like oh, to yeah. see more of that. Oh yeah. Well, we watched Attack of the Clones, and we talked about like you know he's a real good dad. <laughs> yeah, they 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 call each other son and dad a lot, and and yeah. it's really you know Fun. thinking about it, it's very cute. It, it's yeah. very cool. So. Yeah, definitely seeing more of that. And then again with Dooku, I'd love to see twofold either his fall away from the Jedi Order and recruitment into the Sith, or at least just his recruitment into the Sith. Yeah, I'd imagine like it was very similar to Anakin's kind of recruitment. You know, he was wasn't so much, you know, jumped in with both feet, but more like seduced in a way. Yeah, well, in Legends, he was seduced. It was definitely different, but, um, you know, in Legends, Palpatine manipulated him with the death of Qui-Gon mm -hmm. to, to show the fault. Because Dooku already fa thought the Jedi failed. He didn't believe in him anymore. That's why he left. He became involved in politics. He wasn't a politician in, by any means, but he became a, a, a political uh, face. Yeah. And Palpatine wanted someone like that. He wanted someone that he could convince the galaxy uh, of being the real mastermind behind the um, Separatist movement. He wanted someone that could fall for him uh, when it all came to an end. Yeah, and I think he did a pretty darn good job of that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that you know, Dooku, for, for all intents and purposes, everyone believed Dooku to be the guy. Yeah. You know, even people in the Separatist movement thought Dooku was it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was the whole point, was Dooku was a scapegoat the entire time, and he was only really pulled in. He already didn't believe in the Jedi and the Republic and everything. Yeah. But knowing that his Padawan had been, had suffered because of that yeah. was kind of the last straw for him in Legends mm -hmm. to the point where he was like, all right, fine, the Jedi gotta go. Yeah, and it may just be me, but I love seeing, like, when... 
masters are attached to their pad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and from what you've told me before, you know, I think Dooku and Qui-Gon were pretty close. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and certainly Qui-Gon gets some of his ideals from Dooku and whatnot, and you mm-hmm. can chalk that up to being bad or good. I think, if yeah. anything, Qui-Gon had the good view of what Dooku thought. Yeah. You know? And um, I think, I think because of that, Dooku holds at least uh, Obi-Wan in pretty high regard. Well, we see he wanted to, he wanted Obi-Wan to join him. He didn't yeah. want to have to chalk Obi-Wan up with the rest of the Jedi, but... Yeah. But, he, he's yeah. a Jedi through and through, so, you know, he really didn't have a choice. He probably was hoping, like, oh, you you were trained by my Padawan, who I kind of put my ideals in. You must have the same ideals. Nope. Nope. Exact opposite, buddy. <laughs> he is by the book as you get. Mm. Um, Obi-Wan. So, yeah, seeing, seeing more of, of that. And what would be great is some intermittent cuts of flashbacks of young Dooku with young Qui-Gon kind of thing, you know, seeing that a little bit. Um, Imagine Christopher Lee as a villain. Uh, just watch James Bond. Yeah. Or, like, the old Hammer films. Yeah. Which oh, yeah, like, uh, Count Dracula and, and whatnot. Downloaded a couple of those, by the way, so we have something to watch. There. So, um, so, yeah, I think, I think kind of, if we get a similar story of, you know, Pal- Palpatine reaching out and saying, hey, remember your Padawan... Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and then you know, in that moment, we see Dooku reminiscing of mm-hmm. you know, you know uh, how much Qui Gon meant to him and everything. Yeah. I I want to see that. You know, I want to believe that they were close, and that at one point Dooku believed in things, um, and that he passed that on to Qui Gon before losing losing hope altogether. Yeah, you know so. Those are the ones that stand out to me. Um, you know, Obi-Wan, of course, I figured we would get. Anakin, I figured we would get. Padme, I figured we would get. So, uh, I am interested to see what they would do with Padme. I, mm-hmm. I always enjoy when Padme shows up in storytelling as of lately, yeah. so I'm sure it'll be great. But those are the ones that stand out. Yeah, I want to see pregnant Padme. And there just, you. like, <laughs> having her dealing with morning sickness and stuff like that. Just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It could be You did this to me. It could be an issue all about her kind of packing and getting things together to head yeah. to Naboo and oh, thinking about how wonderful things oh, are going to be. No. And it ends with the doorbell ringing and it's Obi-Wan no. come to tell her about Anakin killing younglings. Oh no. Ooh. That would be awful. That I... would smash my heart into tiny pieces and I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Tragedy fuels me. Okay, okay, you are that person. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can you imagine how much, like, oh holy crap, it took when, or, like, when she found out, mm. hey, you're having a baby, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. <laughs> Probably not safe around Anakin. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um... But yeah, so that's that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking forward to with comics. Uh, you guys can let us know. Obviously, this is inclusion, uh, included with what is all going like Doctor Aphra, the main Star Wars run. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still getting Star Wars Adventures. All these things are still happening, but these are the either new or the major ones that are different. Mm-hmm. Um, that I thought would be cool to sit and talk about. Obviously, yes. it has been. I mean, we could sit here and and talk 
even more. I mean, we could go into the storytelling of who's in the rebellion and then the resistance, but then that would be our entire episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let us know um, if you're a comic reader and you're looking forward to these. Which one are you looking most forward to? And if you're not a comic reader, you know, would any of these give you uh, yeah. a, a, a hankering for wanting to try it out, test it out, yeah. you know? Uh, is one of these your favorite character? Would that convince you? You know, always, always enjoy hearing when people finally come around to saying, "Yeah, I finally picked up a comic that I like." Yeah. Sometimes it just has to be the right thing. And hey, if you're not a comic book reader, might I suggest uh, Hellboy? Great comic series, which is more like a graphic novel. There you go. One of my favorites. And if you like neither of those things, you can check out some of the awesome new Star Wars books that are coming out. And if you don't like Star Wars, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on to books now. Uh, love that transition. So, uh, if comics and games don't get you, let's talk about some books. Uh, we have a few um, that we know are coming, and the best part is they're coming uh, back to back, uh, really. So, beginning in March, we have a book every month for the next four months, as mm -hmm. of right now. Uh, and that's a that's a really good back to back there um, that I'm looking forward to, and and it means that each of those months we're going to have some uh, good conversations, uh, especially since all of them sound very very awesome. So uh, the books we have coming are Queen's Shadow in March, can't wait, Master and Apprentice in April, Alphabet Squadron in June, and Thrawn Treason in July. Learn your ABCs and your Thrawn. <laughs> um, so, and that's just as of now. I mean, you know, the last half of the year is still wide open for more. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, we could get uh, quite a bit more. And, and I'm excited because this is probably the biggest concentration of Star Wars books we've gotten in a while. Yeah. Um, usually they've been very spread, which has been okay. But I think I think this is more in pace of what... I and I think some other reading fans would like of mm -hmm. give it to us in chunks. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't take more more than a couple weeks to finish a book anyway, so, you know, give us something great and then let's move on to the next great thing. Yeah. So. You know what it sounds like we're going to need, John? What? Sounds like they're going to need an Audible subscription. Oh, look, luckily uh, we're helping you out with that, you know. Uh, like check this. out the description for that. So, uh, yeah, so Queen's Shadow... In March, so uh, it's about that period of transition for Padme from Queen to Senator. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to take the entire 10-year period because she's been a senator for, senator for a little while by the time of Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. But I think it is going to take time. I think we're going to see her transition out and make the decision to become a senator. Certainly, isn't that hard for her to decide to want to become more politically involved, seeing what turmoil there is in the Senate in... The Phantom Menace, you know. Yeah. And I think it's also... I think also um, Palpatine's... We see his manipulation in action in Phantom Menace. Like, I think he also just wants to keep an eye on Padme because he knows how powerful she is. And, and that could be the case. I would... I, you know, I hadn't even considered more Palpatine mm -hmm. um, being in this, which is completely possible. Mm -hmm. I would like to see some more early years of Palpatine's... Uh, <laughs> tenure um, yeah. as chancellor, and I think certainly it'd be interesting what his reaction would be on her making that change. Yeah, you know, like you said, it could be that he 
really is okay with it because he wants to keep her close and thinks he can continue to use her. Or it could be something interesting of a... He could see it as a threat. Yeah. Um, Which so, also would be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, definitely um, just getting more Padme will be cool. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, from what we've gotten recently with Thrawn Alliances and also some of the Clone Wars episodes that we've watched recently where we get to see Padme in her political field uh, and really rolling with the punches of espionage and betrayal and just bureaucracy. You know, it, it doesn't sound all that interesting, but it can be. Uh, and I think that is what I'm looking forward to seeing there as well. And I'm also just seeing, looking forward to seeing more of her logic, her thought process, emotional uh, process to making that decision. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little bit hopeful that we'll get her daydreaming about Anakin a little bit. I'm just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Uh, I just, I, I want to know that she didn't start thinking about Anakin the moment he showed up in Attack of the Clones. I would like to know that she thought about that yeah. prior a little bit. Yeah, but probably had to smoosh it down quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I, I want, I want there to be seeds of the relationship. Yeah. You know, because you know, in Attack of the Clones, if you just take it for what it is, it seems like they kind of just jump in. And I'd love to know that there was more, you know, we hear them both talk about they thought of each other, so, you know, I'd love to kind of see glimpses of that peek mm -hmm. through a little bit. Yeah, I we talked about this while we were watching it, but, like, it just... There needs to be, there needs to be a little bit more build-up yeah. to when they're finally able to be together again and, and, and ultimately begin their relationship, and... So seeing glimpses, I don't want that to be a major plot. I just want a couple of moments where we have her wondering, is Anakin okay? I wonder what Anakin's doing. Or, she, you know, she's visiting, as a new senator, she's visiting Coruscant, and she considers, you know, maybe Anakin's at the temple. Maybe they'd let me go see him. Mm -hmm. Stuff where it's just like, it, it's not necessarily infatuation or romantic, it, but it, it, it shows there's a connection. Yeah. There's a drawing towards each other there a little bit. Yeah, like, I don't know, it, I'm not going to get into it right now, because yeah, I'm just going to make myself that, cringe. That's a, it's a really selfish hope, but it, it, if I yeah. had to pick one that I, I would put out there, it'd be that we'd get a little bit of that. that it'd make more sense. It would help. Um, and then we have Master and Apprentice. Uh, it's a book focusing on Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon which I am very excited for. That's coming out in April. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to really whenever it takes place. I'm okay if the end of the book is them getting the mission that takes them to uh, the Phantom Menace or it taking place even years, years, years prior or telling the entire story of when Qui-Gon first, you know, picked Obi-Wan. You know, I, I'm fine with any of it. Yeah. I, I want to see more of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh bud and, and, and explored and whatnot, especially getting to know Qui-Gon a little bit more in the Age of the Republic comic. Yeah. I, I want more of struggling, you know, internal yeah. dilemma Qui-Gon, who's also still trying to raise a good and proper Jedi, yeah. but is worried about where, where what's going to be his place mm. in the next piece, you know? Yeah. If you think about it, like, Masters really do have to raise their apprentices. 
Like, they raise them from a very young age as soon as they're out of the temple. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's wild to think about. Like, yeah. I don't know how to raise a baby. I'm a, I'm an apple and, and yet, and yet, uh, and, and yet, uh, uh, attachments are forbidden. And so, yeah. and yet, you're in, in that instant, how can you not mm-hmm. become attached? And I think we see, like, the incredible extremes of how some Jedi think of their Padawans versus how others, like, we're going to talk about it later, but with uh, Luminara and Anakin mm-hmm. in the one of the episodes of the Clone Wars that we watched. Like, you really see the different extremes yeah. with them. Uh, and I think the problem, though, is that they view Anakin's as uh, a completely negative. You know, in in Anakin's case, could it potentially any good thing can become a bad thing? Mm-hmm. So yes, but yeah, I don't think it's that way. But by you constantly threatening that it is going to be a horrible thing, it's going to turn out terrible, and they're all going to suffer because of his attachments. How can he not? You know, how how can he not have some contempt for the Jedi in that case? Yeah. You know, but I I, I mean I don't understand. I think you run the risk of being too detached and too emotionless and too distant. Um, You know, I'd say attached is a far better option than detached. Yeah. And that's just my opinion. Definitely. And the Jedi Order is full of hypocrisy and double standards and all that Oh, yeah. Uh, And and that's that's why it was so easy to knock them over is they were already crumbling as an order Mm -hmm. to begin with. So, Uh, but... Seeing, seeing definitely the early years, I think, I think would be great for uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and seeing maybe how you know, I mean, even in the Phantom Menace, we see their tensions because Obi Wan wants to be by the book, he wants to be a good Jedi, and you know, it's not that Qui Gon's a bad Jedi, but he certainly questions things uh, when he yeah. thinks they should be, and so seeing more of that as they're growing together, and it'd be interesting to see, you know. Did anyone else in Obi-Wan's life push him in that perspective of be by the book, mm-hmm. do things by the book, don't ever deviate, yeah. you know? And I am honestly very sure that after Qui-Gon was out of the picture, Obi-Wan was descended on by, like, Mace Windu and oh, yeah. Yoda. Yeah, we, we talked about that in last week of, you know, surely they looked at it as a, okay, now now he can be the good Jedi we knew he could be, now, yeah. that, now that that crazy radical mentor of his is out of the picture. Yeah, and you cannot deny Obi-Wan is a great Jedi. He he is a great Jedi by definition. Yes. It, you know, I not I'm not saying it as a technicality. I mean, yes. He is a good Jedi as Jedi's at that period were. Yes. Like if you had to think of a Jedi that summed up the time of the Republic and, and the Clone Wars, it would be Obi-Wan. He perfectly captured exactly what the Jedi represented yeah. at that point in period. And yeah. that's Com- not necessarily a great thing. No. He was completely obedient to the Jedi Council's wishes. He And the Republic. And the Republics. He was a great general. He also, uh, you know, was zero attachment. Yeah. And, and, or so he should. Right. He cared about Anakin. Oh, yeah. Well, and, totally and, But if anything, he, he what felt so self-deprecating about it, though, because yeah. he knew he shouldn't. And that's the thing, is we see so many times, uh, at least I have in the Clone Wars, where 
it's obvious that not only is Obi-Wan, you know, just doing his job as a Jedi and a master, he's also concerned for Anakin's safety and for his well-being. Yeah. Like, I mean, heck, he refers to him as his freaking brother at one point. Yeah, We're so, not going to talk about that right now, because well, I'm sad. And, the, and that's the difficulty of, alright, where does being a good friend end and having yeah. dangerous attachments begin? Like, you know, because Anakin has the dialogue in Attack of the Clones where he says, you know, I think we're encouraged to love. We're encouraged to be compassionate. And mm-hmm. so while attachment is forbidden, we're, we're encouraged to care. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, where does one end and the other begin? When does yeah. when does a relationship become an attachment? Because and, and when I say attachment, I mean, you know, from the Jedi's perspective, that word is a bad word. That's a trigger word of, oh, you're crossing the line. You're, you're being yeah. greedy. You're being selfish because you love something too much or you love someone too much. And it's like... Yeah. And when the Jedi are so obsessed with self-preservation that they're not willing to risk their own lives at times. Right. Or, you know, Boom, oh, James. we can't we can't tell them about what's really going on with our force powers because then they wouldn't believe in us and then, we, you know, who knows what would happen. Yeah. It's, it's like, have you ever stopped to think of why your, your force powers are getting blocked and diminished? Maybe it's because you guys are so far from the the will of the force. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know. Beans. So... Definitely, Master and Apprentice can be a book that kind of glimpses into a little bit more of that. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> give it, it, it can definitely give us more of these crazy conversations yeah. of, you know, I mean, even a, I think, 20-page comic from, from the Age of Republic Qui-Gon, that was enough to start a whole new tangent of, you know, perspective of the Jedi from Qui-Gon. You know, so... It's one of those things, just imagine how much we're going to be able to talk about when this book finally does come out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Can't wait. Maybe we could even have Qui-Gon sitting down for tea with Count Dooku and telling him all about his apprentice and how much he thinks highly of him and how many, you know, he's going to go places and all this stuff and all that. Yeah, I think that even if Qui-Gon had survived, when he found out that Dooku was... Involved with the Sith, he still would have been compassionate towards him, and you know, because I think that's just the kind of guy that Qui-Gon is. Well, I think he would have had enough perspective to be like, "Hey, I get it." Yeah. But this is not the way to help. Exactly. Because that's the big difference between Dooku, uh, and really the Sith in general, and the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon walks that middle ground of being able to look at both sides and say, "I understand, but you're not doing it right." Exactly. You know, and that's not just looking at the bad guys, but the good guys, being able to look at the Jedi and say, hey, yeah. I'm a Jedi, I get it, but you're not doing it right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that is true empathy, being able to look at both sides and say, okay, this is where you're wrong, but this is also where you're right. And that's what was needed, not Jedi generals and warriors and peacekeepers and all this other stuff playing sides in politics. They needed someone that was going to be able to say, hey... I get that Darth Vader's evil and done bad things, but I also see that you as the Jedi failed him and that he needs to remember that he doesn't have to live that life anymore. Yeah, you would have saved so many more lives if you had just recognized that Jedi order butt faces sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, so to breeze past the other ones, we have Alphabet Squadron coming out. Basically, it's a squadron of uh, rebel starfighters during hunting down... uh, 
the Empire leftovers after the Battle of Endor, and it's called Alphabet Squadron because it has an X-Wing, a Y-Wing, a B-Wing, an A-Wing, and a U-Wing. Haha, <laughs> clever. Um, I don't really like the title. <laughs> um, first of all, Alphabet yeah. Squadron is uh, a mouthful. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those things, when I hear of squadrons or battalions or names of companies and groups, I say them to feel like that's what it would sound like. Yeah. So, for instance, Tango Company or the 501st Legion or the 212th Battalion, all of those roll, and those are things that you can say in a, a board meeting or in a tactical, uh, uh, you know, rundown. Like, y you could say those in any situation and it feels right. But saying, hey, go tell Alphabet Squadron to, to fuel up, I trip over it. Like, yeah. I don't feel... Yeah, it, I get you. It doesn't... When you first told me about it, I was like, oh, that'd be a good book for Addy or, like, Bryson or something. Right. No, it's, it's about <laughs> no. a film battalion. That's not yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, it's an actual story, so... Yeah, by the um, way, um, Addy is my five-year-old niece. Bryson is my one-year-old nephew. Yeah. So, um, so it, yeah. Uh, now, I'm excited for the idea because I've been wanting something that focuses on uh, Starfighter Squadron. I grew up yeah. reading uh, and loving the uh, X-Wing books and comics. Yeah. So getting the next generation version of that a little bit uh, would be great. You know, the, yeah. the canon uh, generation version of that. So I'm excited, and I hope this is a beginning of more of that sort of thing. But it also, it's one of those things where it's just, I mean, and I don't have any recommendations for how it could sound better or what, what you should call it or anything. I just, for me, when I think it, in my head, when I say it out loud, it, it's stumbly. Maybe when I start reading and getting into the book, uh, it'll become a little bit more natural. And maybe there'll be a shortened version or a nickname for it uh, that they'll have or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but as of, it's, as of now, it's a difficult yeah. title for me, but a good plot. Or a good premise. There you go. ABC like Squad. Um, and then, of course, Thrawn Treason, we know very little about, but it, uh, it, it's going to take place before the finale of Rebels, and it's going to challenge Thrawn in a way he hasn't been challenged before. It's going to it's gonna make him question his loyalty to the Empire uh, as the Chiss return and, and kind of beckon him to his heritage and true allegiances. So it's going to be yeah. interesting. It sounded interesting. Uh, Sounds like fun. We know Palpatine shows up on the uh, cover with Thrawn, so... We're going to be getting some Emperor Palps, which is interesting Papa and, and always intriguing. So I, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing what schemes and evil things he's up to. So. Yeah. All right. Other than that, next we've got, we told you we'd be getting to it. Uh, we've got TV and streaming stuff. So we mentioned earlier that The Mandalorian got its cast announcement. Yes, sir. It did. So let's talk about that. Let's see who we got here. Wrong show. What? Let's talk about that. We are not the GMM. Oh, well, they don't have a copyright on let's, talking about things. Let's converse about this topic. Sh whatever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pedro Pascal has finally been confirmed. Yes. It was long rumored, and honestly, I already considered it confirmed. Yeah. Uh, but it is now officially confirmed that he is the Mandalorian. He so is the so. Mandalorian. 
Um, and he is an excellent actor, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm intrigued with uh, the direction that it's going to take, and I think they've got a great guy, a talented guy, for leading that. Uh, that. Very um, then we have Gina Carano from Deadpool and also one of the Fast and Furious films. Um, definitely going to be interested to see what big bad uh, kind of female role she fills, whether yeah. it be part of the Mandalorian's gang, maybe an adversary to the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, she could fall on either side of the table. Uh, we also have Giancario Esposito. That's how I'm going to say it. Uh, from Breaking Bad, he played Gus from Breaking Bad. And yes, he is an amazing actor. I'm sure he did other things. I Oh, oh wait, <laughs> I do know one thing he did. He was the man in the mirror of uh, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't remember his actual character's genie. name. He's the genie in the mirror yeah. or whatever. He's a genie in the bottle. You're he's not in a bottle. <laughs> he's, he's I was in... making a Christina Aguilera reference. Be quiet. He, he's the man in, the, he's the man in the mirror. Um, if you've watched Once Upon a Time, by the way, I love that show. I'm not caught up, don't spoil me. But, uh, love that show. Fantastic. He plays a great, he, you almost sympathize with him and then he turns it around and makes you hate him again, like, so I know he can play well, yeah. um, his role, so I am excited about that. No, I have not watched Breaking Bad. You can get mad at me or yeah. whatever. You can I, talk to me about it's it. It's not my kind I've of show. Uh, but I did see the scene where he uh, died. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. All right. It's a good one. Um, and you know what? I heard that that, that, was all, that was all him. No stunt double, no digital <laughs> effects, just... Actually, that was just all all uh, all Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then we have Emily Swallow uh, from Supernatural. Yeah. I don't know what she played in Supernatural. Let me look her up real quick so that I can um, confirm. And then uh, we have Carl Weathers was confirmed from. Uh, he's famous from Predator, also Billy Madison, several other things, um, but definitely, definitely most famous I think for Predator. Um, and oh, okay. Who 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 is Emily Swallow? Uh, you're not there yet. <laughs> All right, then I don't feel bad for not knowing her. Yeah, um, you're definitely not there yet. It's season eleven. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm yeah. on what like season eight? No, no, no. Five. Season ten. No, I'm, no, no. Season nine. I'm on season Satan. I don't remember where that left off. But anyway, um, I think you're past season Satan. I don't know. I don't. I, it it all starts to run together. You got you got the, the the cute, uh, the crime solving, bros and the, uh, ridiculous, uh, absent minded angel ghost, and just ghost faces. Ghost faces. Anyway. So Emily Swallow, Carl Weathers, and Omid Abtahi, um. From American Gods is what he's credited here. I I did not think that I knew who he was, but fun fact, turns out that he did a voice role in one of the Mandalorian episodes of The Clone Wars. What? He played uh, one of the kids in the Mandalorian Academy. Yeah. A lot of people have jumped on that to mean he's playing the same character. I don't think that's the case. Yeah. It's just a way of recognizing that, oh, you know, he's done Star Wars before. That's cool. Then we have Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Herzog. Um, <laughs> did not know who that was. I'm going to go ahead and admit. He Everybody was, was losing their mind on Twitter. 
Okay. And I had no idea. Let me see if there is a movie that you He's would been know. in I already looked it up. He's been in nothing that I know. No, a lot of movies that I know though. He's been oh, yeah. he was in Nosferatu the Vampire, which is a fantastic movie if you've never seen it. Um he was in Into the Inferno. Let's see. Uh Loch Ness. Interesting. Um Loch Ness must owes me tree fitty. <laughs> he owes you how much? Tree fitty. He was in Jack Reacher. Interesting. Cool. All right, so there you go. Uh, some old guy I don't know, but apparently is very talented because everybody lost their minds, as yeah. I mentioned. He's very talented. He's a very classical actor. But speaking of old crazy men that I do know, we've got Nick Nolte. Yeah, Nick Nolte. Uh, which everybody attributes him to many things, but I attribute him to the crazy dad of Bruce Banner from that one terrible Hulk movie. It was so bad. <laughs> Girl, um, we don't even talk about that, John. I, he was he was a redemption of that like just him, him, him doing his thing. He was in Tropic Thunder too. Uh, yes, he was. <laughs> um, so yes, him doing his. I constantly get Nick Nolte and Chris Christopherson mixed up because they're both old dudes that are crazy that have smoked way too many cigarettes in their day. So uh, um, so yeah, but uh, that was rumored most recently, which was uh, a surprising confirmation as well. Um, I want to say there was someone else that was... Oh, uh, John Leguizamo was rumored, but was not confirmed. No, Kind of made me sad. I hope at some point, because I love John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, that's our cast announcement. That's a full list, though. That's a, a good packed list of talented people. Yeah. Um, some of which I know, some of which I'm taking people's word for, so. Um. I need to show you Nosferatu the Vampire. Sure. Because it is really good. Maybe. Um, so what I thought would be good with this, since we have some names official now and we know a bit of who's in there, uh-huh. kind of taking a chance, again, we can look back on this in a year and see if we get anything right. I'm going to go ahead and theorize, okay? Yeah. Stay with me. Okay. going to go ahead and theorize. I have no choice. I'm your wife. I have to stay with you. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. <gasps> um no okay but uh all right so gina carano who what kind of character do you think or could you see her or would you would you like to see her hot taking that's about it i know she's gonna be very pretty um either someone's love interest or someone's disenfranchised wife i don't know could like, be. uh, a bad girl? Probably. Yeah, I mean, my my instant response is she's gonna play the big, bad, tough lady. Uh, maybe the rival to the Mandalorian, or an ex-partner, or something like that. Like, yeah. the, the first instinct is to put her in a role where she's gonna be a bad guy. Yeah. I kind of hope not. I kind of hope she's kind of like the mu- muscle or explosive expert of the Mandalorian's team. I'm, I'm imagining the Mandalorian with a gang. Yeah. I'm imagining uh, that Mandalorian has a team and that she's part of it and she's kind of the muscle for it. Because I, I just love the idea of her coming to to the Mandalorian's rescue on more than one occasion. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Or, or or him, you know, looking at her of like, yeah. are you going to deal with the guy? I don't, I, I don't want to deal with the guy. Can you, can you take him out? Can you take the trash out? Please. Um, so I kind of I would like her to have that role. Obviously that still gives her the ability to show off you know, her MMA background and her stature and oh, yeah. beefiness. 
but it also switches gears of what you might expect her to be uh, doing. So, uh, what about uh, Gus? Gus, Gus. Um, well, at, my first instinct is to put him as a bad guy, but we've also got a lot of other really good bad guy actors. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe just everyone's a bad guy except for. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the Mandalorian's up to—is just trying to, <laughs> trying to. Just trying to survive. Yeah, um, I one of my thoughts was okay. We know or we assume that the Mandalorian is hanging about the town uh, and kind of enforcing and keeping things in order. What if uh, Esposito is playing the town leader? Because I kind of envisioned a very similar role to Gary Oldman's from The Book of Eli, where he's kind of the eccentric and maniacal leader of the town and kind of has the hedge on everything and keeps everybody in positions that suit him kind of thing. I could see him easily playing that kind of bad guy role. Uh, definitely not anything gunslinging yeah. or anything, but something more behind a desk and more, uh, much more schemey. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's very similar to his role in Breaking Bad. There you go. I wouldn't know, but I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. Um, since I don't know Emily Swallow, what do you think? Ah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, I just, I'm just, I'm thinking everyone's going to be a bad guy at this point, but I can see her as, I don't know, maybe a good friend of the Mandalorian. Maybe just like a well, <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, you're, you, you're not caught up. Never mind. Uh, maybe she's, she's a love interest. Could be. Uh, I can almost imagine maybe, maybe the Mandalorian keeps his identity hidden, and he's trying to stay secluded, but this lady from town keeps visiting him and keeps caring about him, and, mm -hmm. uh, eventually they, the, whatever bad guys there are, use that kind of against him a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I was going to say, maybe like a Mama character from the Adventure Zone, but you don't know who Mama is. No, not yet. Not yet. Um, We're getting there. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, I could see as the actual sheriff. Yeah, he has a very sheriff vibe about him. Like, I really hope he's playing a good guy. I hope so. I could see him as sort of the lawman of town, but he can't get things done like the Mandalorian can get done. Yeah. So maybe he kind of has a working relationship with the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Kind of has a, hey, you know, these guys are hassling for water tax again. You want to remind them whose town this belongs to kind of thing. And, yeah. You know, maybe that's some of the tension between the town leader of Gus's character and Carl Weathers' sheriff character of, you know, he does. he's the sheriff, but he doesn't really have big say-so. Yeah. But he can kind of impede the the uh, the bad business of the... Of Esposito's character. I know I keep going back and forth of calling him Esposito or Gus. But I just... <laughs> I can't Gus. pronounce his first name, so I'm just gonna... I'm, I'm calling him by his last name or by his character. Just because Gus is a lot easier to say. Yeah, Gus, Gus. Um, uh, I feel like... We'll leave Omid and Werner. Because uh, they could just be about anything. Although, Omid... I, I would kind of like if he would take maybe uh, the scrappy 
part of the team. Yeah, young, scrappy, and hungry, yes. <laughs> no, not young, scrappy, and hungry, but Old, scrappy, scrappy and, and comedic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of taking the Ryan Reynolds circa uh, Blade Three role. Um, <laughs> that was very specific. Yeah. You know what? I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, it's the best one. I've never seen a full Blade movie. Oh my gosh! It's so good. It's really good. It's good. Mar it's good. Uh, Blade is Marvel, right? I want to say yes. Yes, Blade is Marvel. I yes, think. I guess I don't yes. know. We'll ask our friend Justice when we see him. Help. Um, regardless, I'll say he was he was of the time he uh, those films came out. That yeah. was good uh, movie hero um, of of that time. If that yeah. makes sense. Gotcha. Because cause it, it's it's following the the success of the Batman series with uh, with Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton, so I think I think it was a good continuation of what kind of began. Add there us on with Twitter. Who's your favorite Batman? Yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Duh. Keaton. Uh, <laughs> but so so Omid could be taking that role. I'm not really going to cast Werner because I don't know him. But all right, He's let's a very have good fun. Bad guy. Nick Nolte. I don't know. <laughs> I think... I don't know. He could be such a bad guy. But also, he could just be a farmer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's true. He could just be the crazy farm guy. <laughs> no, I, I think he's going to have something. I think... I think... Like, maybe he's a pirate kind of character. Yeah. Of a... <gasps> maybe he's the hired muscle of Esposito's town leader guy. Um, what? What if we could get a live action Hondo? Oh no. No, that would never work. Well, if even if they did it live action, it'd still have to be Jim Cummings. No yeah. one else can do Hondo's voice. Of course not. But but imagine a very Hondo like crazy could at any moment blow your face off pirate character. Mm, I love it. You know, maybe Esposito's character is just, you know, town leader, he's just sick of dealing with the Mandalorian, he's sick of dealing with the sheriff. Maybe some gravity's added into the situation when he says, hey, you know, pirate, you don't obey the law anyway. I'm going to pay you, cause some trouble. And maybe he kills Carl Weathers' character, and all of a sudden things get real for the Mandalorian. Maybe. He could also just be a father figure. Yeah, but then he doesn't get to be crazy. <laughs> I want him to be crazy. John, I, I want him to be proper Nick Nolte. <laughs> I have a crazy father figure. You know this. I need the guidance of a father figure. I need to call my dad. <laughs> Um, well, so, we're gonna, we're gonna revisit that segment in a year. Yeah. And see how horribly off the base we are. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, we know at least one thing's right. Yeah. Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. And, uh, I think that, is Michi. I think, I think that is a safe bet. Yeah. Um, obviously, of course, the only, the other major thing that we know we're getting in 2019 is Clone Wars Season 7. Yeah. Um. I don't want to spend too much time on that just because we kind of know a bit about what we're going to get in. Um, but we did talk about, so we'll come back to a conversation we had earlier today mm -hmm. discussing, okay, you know, something you want or yeah. hope for in Season 7. Which is? I'm, if, I'm going to tell you a story, John. Okay. Imagine me. Uh-huh. Walking up to Dave Filoni at Star Wars Celebration, wearing my Clone Lives Matter t-shirt with uh -huh. an empty bowl, uh -huh. saying, please, sir, may I please have some Clone Wars? <laughs> or some clones? Just some clones, please. 
Please. I need some fresh clones to I kill. Need some fresh cl- no. <laughs> I need some fresh clones to love and cherish because that's what I want. I want more clone they episodes. They all keep dying. <laughs> I want more clone-centric episodes. Yeah, and so what uh, you know what we kind of talked about was the potential of the Bad Batch arc, which I have not I have spoiled no you on. Uh, Please don't. But I, you know, it is a very clone-heavy uh, arc of episodes. So, you know, all we know that we're getting is the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. But we're getting 12 episodes. There's no way that all 12 episodes are going to be that. Yeah. We have some hints that we might get the Bad Batch because of a certain character appearing in the trailer. So it's reasonable to believe that if it's 12 episodes, maybe we get three four-part arcs or four three-part arcs. Yes. Um, the Bad Batch, the Crystal Crisis, and... Uh, Crystal no, well, that Gems. was it. Um, the Crystal Crisis and the Bad Batch arc yeah. were all four episodes. Crystal Crisis sounds like a girl I went to school with. Yeah, <laughs> probably. She had a rough time in the eighth grade. Um, so potentially we already know the three arcs we could get, three, four episode arcs that we could get. Siege of Mandalore, Crystal Crisis, yeah. and Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's if we're assuming that they're taking what was already in pre-production when it was canceled and just finishing it or if they're maybe taking liberties to say hey it's been a few years let's revisit and maybe change what we're telling the stories about yeah we really have no idea so um but hopefully yes more clone focus that would be great again if we get crystal crisis and bad batch anybody that's seen those episodes knows that they focus on clones and in a fun tragic way i don't want to know well, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing. We're either gonna yeah. once we know more about what's happening with season seven, we'll know whether or not we're watching the the story reels, mm-hmm. which first of all are hilarious because they're unfinished. So they're basically just very cubey, you know, very late. Like whenever somebody runs, they basically just blink from one side of the screen to the other. Lovely. I love uh, that. So, but you know, so. But we're not going to watch those and spoil yeah. it if we know we're going to get that in season seven. We won't know that probably until Star Wars Celebration. Probably. So who knows? And we'll be there live tweeting it, baby. Well, very uh, cryptically live tweeting. <laughs> just being, just a full thread of, <gasps> and oh my gosh, you guys <laughs> won't believe this in a week. That'll that'll be you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, me, I'll be giving full detail. Dave Filoni's wearing a black shirt and a hat. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) He has a little foot aside. The wolf's name is Greg. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of room for um, season seven once we know a little bit more. And I think that's going to come around April. Yeah, and a lot of people are guessing that if this is truly the last season of The Clone Wars, then it will end with the fated Order 66. Which, if you read the book uh, Ahsoka that I recommended from Audible... I'm not allowed to. You're not allowed to, but if anyone else um, that hasn't read it does read it, then you find that, yes, it's indicated that uh, during the Siege of Mandalore... And this isn't a spoiler, it's just what happens. During the Siege of Mandalore, Order 66 takes place. Yeah. So, it, it, it just depends on how much they want to show. So, if you can't wait for 
watching me get my heart ripped out, uh, one tended at a time. Just go ahead and read that, I guess. I guess. Yeah, well, you know you're going to read it eventually. I know, I'm going to read it, and I'm not going to be very happy. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you'll have to wait until after season seven, so you, you can experience it all for because that's a long time the book doesn't the book only mentions what happens during the siege of mandalore a lot of it happens after that prior to rebels for ahsoka so uh unfortunately you can't read it until after seven but john but it really helps with understanding ahsoka come rebels books yeah don't worry, Dukes. before that you'll get to read Dark Disciple and, and all that kind of good stuff. Guess that. Yeah. I can't wait to read more about Long Neck Magoo. <laughs> so, in closing, you know, obviously we've built up now to get to the big stuff, uh, the, the obvious things of 2019. So, Galaxy's Edge and Episode 9. With yeah. Galaxy's Edge, there's not a whole lot to talk about that we haven't already talked about because things have been so sparing. Yeah. We know we're getting a Millennium Falcon ride. We know we're getting a Resistance ride. And we know Joan's going to cry. Oh, so much. Um, <laughs> I don't know that we can necessarily talk much more about Galaxy's Edge other than reinstating that we are excited. So excited. Uh, you have no idea. Well, maybe you do. Yeah. So we're getting a Millennium Falcon ride, which is going to be emotional as heck. And then we're getting a ride. It's it's a ride slash experience where basically you're part of a resistance troop that invades a uh, first order star destroyer. Yeah. Uh, and it involves a life sized ATAT. So <laughs> you know, fill in the gaps of excitement there. <laughs> and then you got all the other great stuff happening. So yeah. Obviously, there's there's not much more to say than yeah. We're excited. And I'm gonna wear a thick jacket so when you grab my arm or hit me in the shoulder, I don't or... bruise you. Yeah, I don't, I don't wear padded gloves. Um, but now, what we can talk a little bit about is episode 9. Yeah, we can. So, we've... I, I would say, you know, one of our first episodes we talked about was... Not one of the first episodes we talked about. One of the first episodes we did on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was our second or third episode. Something like that. We sat and talked about the announcements from Celebration, and one of which was discussing the cast and, and, and whatnot, uh, and we talked about our theories, uh, and I think even since then, some of it's changed, obviously, for me, mostly, Bec uh, mostly because of the introduction of ideas from a little show that Dave Filoni worked on called Avatar The Last Airbender. Just a little one. Just, just a baby. Boy. But before we, before we get there, it, for you. For me. So... Keeping with our idea of, all right, we want to have some big crazy thing that a year from now we can look back and laugh about how silly we were. Not necessarily just to be goofy, but right. like just be be as out of the box as you can with it, though. Mm -hmm. One thing in episode nine that you want or predict to happen. Okay. As out of the box as you can get. That's my thinking noise. Um. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm trying. We're gonna go back to Tatooine. More sand. Yeah, more sand. Gonna go back to Tatooine. That's my prediction. Why? 
Because... And Not why your prediction. Why, why go back to Tetrine? I wanted to specify. Because you end where it began. Ooh. I open at the close. Okay. I open at the close. What's that from? Is that Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Okay. <laughs> That's what was written on the snitch. I wanted, I wanted to specify. I wanted to... Okay. Uh, I was like, that is so familiar. Anyway. Um, okay. That's here. I agree with it, you so much, Megan. It, well, it's a safe bet. I mean, it's completely possible. Yeah. I um, want to see Anakin show up to Kylo Ren on Tatooine. Okay, that's more out there yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so we got Anakin Force Ghosting. We got Kylo on Tatooine. Uh, Someone's going to go to Tatooine. Ooh, okay, so that can work with mine. Oh, boy. Okay. What's yours? So... I, I shared a little bit before, um, I think when uh, Maria down in the Valley asked us what our favorite theory of Episode Nine was, I talked a little bit about it, but I know not everybody sticks through the show for the Q&A, so maybe, no, maybe not everybody's heard about it, but again, most of my hopes and theories for Episode Nine have stemmed from mm -hmm. people making parallels with uh, the ending of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. And some of the things happen in there. So, uh, essentially, the major ones are, uh, it's going to go one of two ways for Ben. Either he's going to end like Zuko, or he's going to end like Azula. Yeah. Meaning he either is imprisoned and crazy and just completely off hinge, or he's redeemed. Yeah. I, I like those two options. And, uh, of course... You know, Avatar. Avatar State, yep, yep. Avatar. Avatar um, State, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> but, I like a third option. Oh. The third option being what happened to Fire Lord Ozai, in that, instead of killing him, uh, Aang suppressed his bending skills. <laughs> uh, you know, my big thing was, okay, Ray knows it's possible, with enough focus from the Force, to... to uh, Turn yourself off from the Force. Luke did it. Yeah. As far as we know, she's the only one that has it in her brain that that's possible. Maybe Ooh. she maybe she thinks about, okay, if he can do it to himself, could you do it to someone else? Which they really they really uh, explore that in Legend of Korra. Exactly. And, and, yeah, that's the big bad guy. That's what he does. Yeah. It, that's how he punishes uh, and reforms benders. Um and so, I think that it works for multiple reasons because it would fit Ray. Ray's not a killer, uh, and I do think that it would be more befitting of Ben <gasps> to have his powers taken away, so that he can that like that's his penance yeah. is that he's just a guy. And can you? I, I okay. Yeah. Give me a second. I got and I, I got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that ties to what if. Part of his penance as a now blocked Force user is him being stranded on Tatooine with Ray and going into the farming business. That not as Raylo. <laughs> not as Raylo. As, as completely platonic, no hand touching friends. But she just doesn't want to leave him alone on Tatooine. Touch my hand, John. And while he is out tending to the moisture evaporators, he looks up to see a, a blue silhouette. And it turns out to be Anakin. And then, dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Credits. Uh, can you imagine how that would play out? 
in that scene, if it happens, like, from Ben's perspective, you see, you hear through his ears, and it's like this buzzing of the force, and then all of a sudden it goes silent. Right. That would be incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I, I think that is befitting, and it's it, it pleases me, because my big thing, you know, the reason I've called for Ben to die so much is because Penance. it's so difficult to come up with real consequences yeah. for a powerful force user. Like, what are you going to do? Throw him in jail? Like, I mean, if he wanted out, he could get out. You know, and and there is a bit of tragedy and story to the idea of, you know, hey, you see that guy? He's in prison because he wants to be. He could break out at any time. You know, I, I get that there's a little bit of coolness and, and power in that, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it doesn't feel real. If he can leave at any time, if he can, you know, it just doesn't, how do you really deal with such a powerful character? Yeah. I mean, it's the same dilemma that Mace Windu was left with when thinking of, okay, Palpatine, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. And so it's very, it's very difficult to imagine. How do, what do we do? Yeah. He could convince anybody of what he wants. Like, it's easier just to kill him and explain it later. So, but with, with Ben, you know, I feel like it's difficult to come up with real consequences that aren't death. Yeah. Um, I've long since said that I would love that he died by the hands of a Knight of Ren because I don't want Rey to be a killer. None mm -hmm. of our heroes at any point, you know, Luke did not kill his father to save him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want our hero to become a killer in that sense. Like, yeah. I feel like that completely defeats the purpose. Yeah. So the better alternative is Rey coming up with a solution that doesn't involve conflict and just simply removes him from the Force. Yeah. And then just strands him on Tatooine to be a moisture farmer. Like, you know, I mean, you know, what what, what better punishment than to strand him on a planet of sand? Can you imagine him just, like, stomping up to Rey and going, Rey, we need some power converters. I'm going to Tashi Station. No, Ben. You can waste time with your friends later. Right. And, and what would be so funny is if he still tries to do, like, mind tricks or something, like, you will pass me the cookie jar. You don't have the force anymore. You will pass me the cookie <laughs> jar. Like he just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna give yourself a heart palpitation. Stop it. And then Poe just kicks him in the crotch. Um, just as penance. <laughs> but yeah, I don't see a place for Ray in the Resistance or in the Republic. I don't see her, you know it completely defeats. She doesn't either. Mm. <laughs> it completely defeats the purpose of of her awakening to the idea that the force is for everyone and. Yeah. The Jedi don't need to be in order. It's not. It's not a a, a system of people. It's yeah. people. Um, you're a Jedi by what you represent, and and so forth. So, her becoming, hey, you want to train Jedi that so that way we can keep peace in the galaxy. No, that's what ruined us in this first place. Yeah. So. I think it would be fitting if she joined, Ben, and said, you know what, you know, let's just, start here, on Tatooine. Yeah. You know. And, and take it one day at a time kind of thing. And then also, it's uh, I'm going to make sure that you don't do anything stupid yeah. kind of thing. As you know? your wife. Yeah. And then, you know, Poe goes on to fill up, uh, fill in for uh, Leia yeah. um, in, in her role as kind of a, a leader. Uh, we see Finn maybe take up politics. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, 
when we see, see Finn as a politician. Or Rose takes up politics and and Finn's the trophy husband. There you go. That's <laughs> I like that much better. Um, or Poe goes into politics and Finn is the trophy husband. Oh. I don't know. And he wins with his <laughs> handsome face. Um, you know, and we see Chewbacca retire on Kashyyyk. Uh, you know, finally. Yeah. Um, I've make a little yeah. make a little. Uh, he helps Ray and Kylo, or he helps Ray and Ben raise their kid. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Chewie could be around Ben. Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't think either. Chewie could do it. I don't you know I'm thinking of Chewie a lot when I thought of the idea of how do we make Ben pay because yeah. maybe like Ray has to stop Chewie from Oh, I I love a scene where we see Chewbacca get angry. I loved his reaction in The Force Awakens. Yeah. That was perfect. And I know that Chewie's a good guy, but I don't think he's good enough to be able to forgive. Like, it's the right thing to do, but I don't think Chewie could do it. Yeah. I think off somebody's arms. Yeah, I think Chewie would just be like, all right, you stay out of trouble. Ray, if you need me, call me. I'll break his neck. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see Chewie go start a life. Maybe we see him with his wife again. You know, maybe we see him with Mala and, and Lumpy and... Maybe we see a little, um, maybe we see he kept, uh, Han's blaster, or some sort of kind of glimpse of, oh, look, he's got something to remember Han by. Yeah. You know, I don't know, I mean, his blaster fell in the shaft with him, I don't know what it would be, but my, my idea is a way that we see him remembering oh, Han, yeah. you know, his best buddy. Yeah, I just remembered the scene where... Oh, Leia gets the dice, and now I'm just, oh, and then Ben comes, and he finds the dice, and oh my oh, god. Oh, that could be it. It could be, it could be that oh. Chewie has the dice hanging up somewhere in his treehouse, and it's just kind of one of those, <laughs> He oh. sits down at the VR set, just plays some... <laughs> you know, just play some sad stuff. <laughs> uh, so, there you go. I think we've, I think we've... I think we've made ourselves sad. I, well, I think we've <laughs> thoroughly come up with plenty of things that'll never turn out to be true. And a year later, we're going to sit down and remember how silly we were. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I think if that doesn't happen, those are good ideas. And Disney, who is definitely listening, should put those in their back pocket for Please. something down the road. Um, Listen, as long here's my thing for episode nine. They're going to give Carrie Fisher the respect that she deserves. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can ask for. Definitely. And Poe's going to kiss somebody. If it's Finn, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe it's, it's Chewy. Fuzzy. Fuzzy kisses. Yeah. Um, kissing you. So, yeah, I think, I mean, in a lot of ways, we're, and of course all of this is just fun. I mm -hmm. mean, at the end of the day, if none of this happens, like I said, we're going to sit back in a year and laugh about it. Yeah. And we're going to say, ah. Oh, or, you know, maybe there'll be one thing we got right of, holy cow, I can't believe they actually yeah. did this, or something like that. You know, that's the fun, emphasis on fun part of speculating, is to just have fun, just to yeah. enjoy filling in the gaps, and then loving whatever takes place in place of it. You know, not just don't, you know, speaking of attachments from earlier, you yeah. know, just don't get so attached to your theories and ideas that... If it's not that, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, 
Nothing is definitive. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we've said anything in this episode that if it doesn't happen, yeah, we're gonna revolt or you know just be utterly shattered by it. Yeah, let me tell you about one of my favorite YouTubers, and that is uh, Game Theory. Yeah. One of my Matt favorite. Matt Pat. Matt Pat, we love you. We love you and your beautiful wife and your beautiful son. Um, one of the things I love about game theory is that when his theory is proven wrong, mm. it's usually a win. <laughs> but it's entertaining nonetheless. He acknowledged and he moves on. He right. accepts it as it is. Well, and if anything, it's good because he, now he can make another video about what actually happened. Yeah. You know... There are so many Five Nights at Freddy's theory videos. <laughs> like, this is the end of Five Nights at Freddy's. No, wait. Wait, wait. never mind. New game. Yeah. This is the end. Wait. Nope, um, now there's a movie. <laughs> now there's DLC. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just don't get so attached. Because, I mean, we all have ideas. We all have wants and we all have theories. And those are okay. You know, a lot of people criticize that that's the reason people hated The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens and all that. I think, in part, but I think the major cause was just the attachment to what we yeah. knew uh, or what we wanted. And, and so when we didn't get exactly that, you yeah. know, a lot of people were upset. And even I, when I first, when I first, first, first saw the trailer for The Force Awakens, even I was like, I expected none of this. Yeah. And, and like, it was, it, oh. it took a few, it took a, it took a little bit for me to come around to say, you know what? This looks rad, yeah. and be okay that it wasn't anything I expected. Yeah, you told me uh, when we when we were going to see it, like in the books, this is what happened. You know, he got married, and he had kids. One of those kids went bad. Uh, Leia and well, Han yeah. got married. They they had kids. One of those kids went bad. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot that happened. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, again uh, you know. N- None of it happened, but I was happy to have Star yeah. Wars, and, and that was what that was what got me through, and that's what I enjoy about it is because it's more Star Wars, and I'm okay with getting proven wrong because I, I'm pretty sure whatever they actually come up with will be even better than what I came up with yeah. or what we came up with here. But it's part of the fun. Keep it fun. Let us know what what's something you want to happen in Episode Nine, or what's something you hope happens, or whatever, or what's something you hope doesn't. I kind of hope that Raylo doesn't become a thing and they just stay platonic Tatooine buddies. Yeah. Who knows? Tatooine buds. Tatooine buds. That could be the bar they open up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the end of our theories for today. Yeah. Well, that's just a theory. <laughs> a game theory. <laughs> Again, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode, the laid-back feel, just chit-chatting. And hopefully uh, you guys will join us on the social medias and letting us know what you uh, are looking forward to and hoping for in the year of 2019 uh, as it comes to Star Wars, or just in general, maybe. Um, But, uh, yeah, we don't really... We asked a couple questions, didn't really get much back on Twitter. Um, So, real quick, Megan. Yeah? From our list, pick the one thing you're most excited for. Cassie and Andor show. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my gosh. No, we didn't. Uh, well, mostly because it's probably not coming out in 2019. Yeah. Uh, but whenever that does come down uh, from the Disney overlords, very excited for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so excited. I really hope they bring back Gareth Edwards in, in some capacity since he was 
a big part of capturing that Rogue One yeah. uh, feel. So, I miss um, that I think from this list, I'm most looking forward to it. Oh, it's really tough. Uh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I f- I'm looking forward to everything. Let me preface that. I'm looking forward to You're everything. looking forward to Star Wars. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pick what I'm most excited for, probably Galaxy's Edge. How could I have guessed? Because, you know, I want to say Clone Wars. I want to say Episode Nine. I want to say so much. But Galaxy's Edge is real. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not delusional. We can experience it. Yeah. I, I, I know it's not real, but it, I can go there. I can, I can finally feel the Falcon's cockpit. I can sit in the cockpit. You know, I can... It, so much can be experienced that you never would have imagined was possible. So that kind of wins. As much as I love sitting back and watching Star Wars and loving Star Wars and reading Star Wars, experiencing it is hard whole different thing. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think I think Galaxy's Edge wins 2019 for me right now. Yeah. I cannot wait for that. Christmas Vacation 2019 is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so let us know guys what your uh, most looked forward to thing is uh, from Star Wars in 2019. Uh, only announcements are the usual. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Make sure you're connected to those things to Keep up with memes and announcements and all kinds of cool stuff. Check out Patreon. We have the Christmas giveaway going on. Follow or support in order to enter into that giveaway and get some goodies. And it will entail collectibles. It will contain wearables. It will contain lovely written sentiments. So Wearables and shareables. Trust us that you will enjoy the giveaway if you win. But in order to win, you have to enter. So... Go to Twitter, go to Facebook to figure out how to enter, or just go straight to Patreon. The most recent post has all the details of how you can do that. Yeah. Uh, it's very easy. Hey, you want free stuff? Get some free stuff! From Patreon. From well, it's Patreon. not free. Well. They pay a dollar. You pay a dollar, but... But it's a lot for a dollar. It's a lot! So, um, there's that. And then, don't forget the Amazon uh, links in the description. Gift cards. Audible. Crazy, wacky, German face scrubber things. Yeah, like, I'm so- going to share that on Twitter and be <laughs> like, hey, uh, I'm not lying. <laughs> so so much so much stuff you guys can uh, uh, check out on Amazon and every time you do, it supports the show and helps make this all happen which we do appreciate your patience with. Uh, we don't do this full time and so anything that can help make this happen uh, more easily is much appreciated and you guys checking out Amazon, putting up with the sponsorships, uh, and considering Patreon, those are all amazing ways to help the show grow mm-hmm. uh, and, and whatnot. So, in the meantime, have a great day. Have a great tomorrow. We will be back with you on Friday, continuing our Clone Wars rewatch. We are beginning the Battle of Geonosis, so yeah. it's going to be fun. Going to be some good conversations that happen there. Always yeah. enjoy sitting and talking Clone Wars. So, uh, remember to stay scruffy, guys. I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been herd mom, Megan. And may the force be with you. Bye!